This is exactly right. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? My name is Chris Fairbanks. And my name is Karen Kilgariff. Usually I just say I'm Chris Fairbanks. I thought I threw the name, the word name in there. I thought it was great improv. Yeah. Clearly you've been taking some Zoom UCB classes, which I respect because grind, grind, grind. And you're and good job building the scene by yes, ending my use of that. And uh, you just kind of rolled with that punch because I that did come out of left field and it was kind of a crazy thing for me to do. Listen, as a woman in 2020, you just got to you've got to be able to adapt. (laughs) I think we all know that, don't we? I think I'm learning that. About (laughs) women. (laughs) They're crazy, right? Yeah, they be. Jesus. Ladies. Don't get me started, Karen. I will get you started for the first 14 minutes of this podcast. (laughs) How are you? Great. Yeah. Real real good. Good, good. Yeah, I had a good day. I think I have completed my Christmas shopping. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. The 18th today? Yeah, yeah. Usually, well, I'm usually wandering around the mall on Christmas Eve like the worst uncle ever. And uh, this is as late as you can be uh, when it has to be done online. So I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. I also feel like we all learned because of the election that we have to be we have to know postal routes and timing. Right. I swear to God. In like March, the third week of March, I got an order and I can't even remember ordering this, but they were some kind of strange um, nylons that I'd ordered on Amazon. And when they when I opened it, there was a piece of paper that was completely uh, written there. It was characters I didn't recognize. And I immediately was like, I think I should just throw these away because that was back when we were like wiping down cereal boxes and stuff where I was like, is this safe? Oh, totally. Yeah. It's so horrifying. I was getting so used to the taste of soap because I'd let it build up (laughs) on the edge of my can and I would just drink dish soap. And I'm like, it's better than dying. Better than dying. So much soap in my body. You know who? what that reminds me of is our guest today. Yeah, I like how we (laughs) pretended he wasn't here. He just politely, politely sitting there. We were like two rich people that were ignoring the waiter in the fucking most awful way possible. Yeah, yeah. I was just waiting, waiting in the back of the wall to get tagged in to the scene. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you uh, know. Yeah, yeah. I've yes, seen you at UCB. Name. You've done the Wait, work. Let's, yeah. let's give him the official intro, though. Yes, of course. Alan Strickland Williams is our guest today. Wow, official. It's, a, it's official. <laughs> You're here now. The Electoral College has voted. It's real. <laughs> and you can take us to court and it ain't going to work. Yeah, and you got to say what I said right back at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you build a scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see uh, you. It's good to see you, too, both of y'all. Um, and Stephen, too, of course. Uh, I don't want to erase anyone. Um, <laughs> Please don't. Thank you. But, um, yeah, it's good. It's good to be. I, I feel like I scared Karen when you asked me. I was having, like, a day, you know, one of those. And, um <laughs> And like I was just like, would you want to do this thing? And I was just like, oh my god, yeah! <laughs> like, <please. laughs> let me do. Try to want to do something. So thank you, thanks for having me. Yeah, yes, absolutely. No, I was happy. I wasn't scared. I was. Um, it's always oh, nice when you feel like you're not oppressing someone because I hate, and I know Chris does too. Uh, we hate asking people to do our podcast because it's like you just don't want to bother people. You always assume people are just kind of like okay or whatever. So it was full. The enthusiasm made me go. Oh, now I'm into it too. Yeah. Wow. Great. Okay. Good. I hate asking people uh, almost as much as I hate when they ask to be on. It and unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, that's the only two ways you can find guests. Yes. Yeah. 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 Asking or being I, asked. I, yeah. I I used to run a show um, with James Fritz. We love him. Um, and I I gotta tell you, it really is all everything with the pandemic has been worth it not to have to uh, book a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it's all. <laughs> I think it's all okay because I didn't have to do that. God, it's uh, it's just a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there isn't pressure because uh, not there. No one is doing anything. And I, right. I tell you, every day I realize it, and my gray hair went away. I had these little uh, Sopranos gray hairs on oh, my the side. Yeah, yeah, that went yeah, away. Oh, you had some wow. poly walnuts. On yeah, the side? it was either yeah. a less stress or Madison Reed. One of do you need a ride sponsors? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, was that show uh, at Bigfoot Lounge? Yes, yes. Lovely yeah. Bigfoot Lounge. Yeah. Over, or Bigfoot Lodge. Bigfoot, God, it's Lodge. a lodge. 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 Wow. It's more of a lodge than a lounge. What was it? The comedy, the comedy market down on Sunset? What do they call it? The <laughs> what last, is it? The last the, warehouse? The, yeah, yeah. What's that? <laughs> the... the the chuckle mercantile. It's been, a, it's been so long. It's been so long. That bar, I went by there because because of some wallpaper I got that Karen's heard plenty about. But I have this mountain uh, wallpaper, like a photo. Well, I, was about to, I, was about, I like the I like the palm tree wallpaper. Here's you got. some palm tree. Yeah, so it would yeah. dictate kind of. Uh, gotcha. what I would do in the room. And so my bedroom, I basically decorated it like it was that Bigfoot Lodge. Like, okay, cool. And I went nice. there and said, and I actually asked, because I'm like, oh, they'll have national park signs or maybe some taxidermy they're not using. Mm -hmm. and, and they acted like I spit in their face when I asked if they had anything in the back. They were they're like they it was like I went into a museum and asked if they had any paintings I could borrow. They were very upset with me. Sorry. I'm not totally not on their side about that though because sorry, you were going down to a bar and saying, can I have uh, some of your decorations? Yeah, I just, I, I thought that they would maybe have stuff that they used to have on display and that was just cluttering up maybe an not, office or something. Because yeah. I kind of knew the door guy from being there before. And I asked him and he's like, yeah, let's go ask. And then, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, Most of my decorating is through door guys. I try to build bars. Mm -hmm. Just in various ways, I just like. What do you think about the end table? And they'll be like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe something more modern." As a know? doorman, <laughs> I think it would be better if you went with a more mid-century look. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, he's like, and he's like, "Honestly, I kind of just handle door stuff. I don't really go <laughs> um, inside." I, what I would like to do is see your ID, and that's it. Yeah. yeah what if I so. get advice to you uh, with you with the decorating of my doorway? 
Since you're a door what? guy, <laughs> you know you, doors. What stool should I put by my front door? Just, you should just work and live in a bar. I think it's a it's a, it's a secret. You're starting to. That would be uh, yeah. uh, a, a I'm a hazard to my health. I think if it's there, I will drink it. Uh, I found <laughs> that this is the healthiest I've been because I haven't had without Same. even trying. I haven't had a drink for two weeks. And I don't know um, that I, it would take some effort usually, uh, especially if I lived in a bar, but I, I, I haven't been drinking as much. I thought I'd just show that off to you guys. No, I think that's good. I stopped buying ice cream for the same reason where I was like, it's uh, salt and straw is yeah. delivers and it's the, the best ice cream. It's also insanely expensive. And I wasn't even paying attention to that part. It and I was getting expensive. it delivered. It's so expensive and it's yeah. really perfectly made. And I was getting it delivered like every other night because I'd just be like, oh, I think I need. I was acting like it was a staple. You know what I mean? Like beans, brown rice, chicken. Yeah, yeah. Three pints of like $14 ice cream where the more I ate it, the more I wanted to eat it. It is the drug. It's such a drug. And then I finally was just like, Fucking stop. I had to say it out loud to myself. Like, stop buying ice cream. This is not like you're going to die of ice cream in this quarantine. Yeah. So stop it. And then I did. I proudly yeah. did. And if it's not around, I just don't. Right. It. Alan, how are you doing? What, are you in, ignoring or engaging? What vices are you diving into? Name them all. <laughs> yeah. What Listen, are your I, problems? Admit it. <laughs> Honestly, I, it's kind of the same as you, Chris. Like, seriously, this has been, like, I think I went, I think I've gone, like, months at a time without, like, drinking or doing anything, right. you know? And I'm smoking weed constantly. And I am now, I never really had a sweet tooth. And I have now, like, been in Jerry's every day. Yeah. Right. But besides that, like, I'm also, um, I, I was trying to care about it earlier, like, pretty much hike every day like right and like like a real hike like i really like exercise every day and i've been working through this whole thing from home so you know it was, it was obviously just as rough as it was for anyone but I, it is funny i'm like i'm saving more money than ever just because i'm not allowed to go spend it all at a bar and then like yeah. throw it up later <laughs> <laughs> so it's like okay i guess kind of like growing up or whatever um and i've just been trying to like you know, like you design, you know, just trying to decorate like my, the, the, the rooms I am allowed to go in where, yeah, where they can't yeah. say no. Um, so I've kind of just been doing that, but you know, for the most part, for, for the most part, giving up on humanity completely in every possible way, but you but know, in a good way, hey, that's a good way, in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a healthy way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have full control of the walls that are around you and no choice but to be there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I framed like, I got one thing framed that was like a postcard from a trip or something. And clearly the lady was like, we need to cut you off. Like, it was like, you're going too deep with everything you're framed. She's like, just put it on the wall. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Because uh, I've pretty much got everything I can that I own like if it if it can be on the wall it's on the wall now <laughs> yeah just what's behind you looks very uh, nice I like the color scheme I like the staggering of those hanged frames very nice mm -hmm. you know what's yeah. hard Chris he went to the roost and said do you have any stuff in the back that I could yeah. and they said yes <laughs> They yeah. were like, we'd love to give it to you. I'm just going yeah. to the to the wrong bars for my interior design shopping. Thinking about the Bigfoot Lounge, Lodge. Lodge. Um, lodge? To me, I feel like <laughs> Lounge? Lounge? <laughs> Bigfoot Lozenge? Lounge? Bigfoot yeah. Lozenges. Yeah. <laughs> is every time I've gone there, uh, either I'm doing a comedy show there and the audience is the first uh, third ring of people who are actively listening, and then the outer two thirds who are violently opposed to the comedy show right. that's yeah. going on. That's um, the vibe we always try to cultivate there. Yeah. It's hilariously like I started missing it, and I'm like, you've never won had a good time there but you miss it really bad. <laughs> like as oh. we were all talking about it, i was like oh yeah it would be fun to have like a bear head from the from the bigfoot 
Lalage. I, I think of like through this whole thing. I I randomly like someone has popped into my mind that like I hate. Like I hate this person, and I'm like, God, I wish I could just hate that person in real life <laughs> and just right to their face. <laughs> That's so funny. I get. I think that I'm missing everything about like oh when i no matter where i'm gonna perform at every bar i'm gonna be so appreciative of stage time <laughs> but then last night i was doing a zoom show and someone in the virtual audience their dog barked and i immediately jumped down their throat like i'm right <laughs> back to where no tolerance for any ill doing of any audience i'm like who's dog was that <laughs> i've learned nothing the last nine months <laughs> I, but then I think the testiness, I think, is the, I th I find spending a lot of time alone where there's there's almost like no one to make eye contact with and be like, is it me or whatever? Like I'm doing that with dogs or the TV yeah. so that when I actually when I'm everything I do is on Zoom. Right. I've spent yeah. the entire day on Zoom today. And you start to get like, it's that thing where I feel like I, no one can actually hear me talking or like I have to be triple expressive to like get my point across. Or I just, if we're talking about something that isn't ideal, I feel myself getting insanely angry where it's like, this is not appropriate at all to what's actually happening but it's like almost like inside my feelings are like it's our big chance like something's actually going on like right. let's get Time out there and really give it show. to them it's for real yeah. or I'm just like trying to just be quiet because I know I'm just everything is like a crazy funhouse mirror of yeah. like and that's why our, our episodes the last few episodes have been so theatric we're oh. just putting, yeah we were <laughs> we were just being ourselves in the car, but now it's showtime. Now it's in my turn. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely like reached a weird sort of zen with everything, but and definitely incredibly like oh I need to be around people and like I need to sound so stupid. I need to like riff. I need to like hear someone else say something funny so I can be like that's funny. Like you know yeah. like all that stuff. <laughs> Um, because I'm just like in my apartment, I'll look around in the mirror and I'll be like, Hey, how you? I'm like, Oh no, it's like, I'm just fully talking to myself. I think they're making me like, um, I'll like see something and I'll immediately start laughing and crying. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the sheer yeah. absurdity of every, like I went to Trader Joe's last night to get, you know, food and whatever. And, um, I, the plexiglass, you know, they were plexiglass, uh, uh, the register. But they put like they they decorated it with like frost to make it look like it's like cold winter. Yeah, that would get. And me. I just saw, and I just started like kind of laughing and crying. I was just like, <laughs> wait, it doesn't even make frost here, like a real glass, <laughs> and like just all the levels of like how like fake it all was. And I was like, oh, and then I got in the car and turned on the radio, and it was um. They were playing that. There's a mashup of All I Want for Christmas is You with Creep by Radiohead. <laughs> and it was just like, I just started like dying. I was just like, oh my God. I'm just completely like, I feel like we're all going to need like, like obedience training. But yes. like, we're <laughs> like some sort dogs. of, oh my God. Feral, that is, that's the that's word, a yeah. tweet I've been trying to write for three months is it, the trying to explain, and maybe I even did it, but <laughs> trying to, that after this is over, I'm going to need to go back to charm school was my hilarious way of phrasing it, but it never looked right when I wrote it out. But, but truly needing to, so have practice like before the big meetup at the fucking Edendale back patio or whatever that I need I'm going to need to practice for at least three weeks of just basic being nice saying hello having a conversation not having not crying in front of anybody not having a weird reaction you know what I mean like like emotional control like it it very much reminds me yeah. of like when you're 13 and all of a sudden like you're having these huge reactions or like things hurt your feelings really yeah. bad and you kind of can't explain it and it's like hormonal but now it's like our i think our brains are all lightly dented and i don't know how shit. i'm gonna be i don't know if i'll be slightly agoraphobic and want to stay home or if i'm want to because i'm used to it 
and I'm starting to like it. It would be really <laughs> weird if everything opened up and I still just hung out in my apartment at the exact yeah. same amount. <laughs> <laughs> there could be something else out there. Is my internet bad? Could you see the look on our faces? We were like, it's going to lead to what? Yeah. Sorry. My I meant to tell you guys before we started my... um. That's the one thing that's kind of funny. It's like, okay, I'm working from home now, which is nice. and something I've always liked. But then it's like, oh, yeah, of course the internet's just bad. And now yeah. it's like overloaded because everyone else is is working from home. So right. it's like, you know. But anyway, that's like not the worst problem in the world. Um, <laughs> I just want to be heard, you know, in conversation. <laughs> and, yes. Um, and, you know, validated. So Well, it anyway. is a problem that everyone is dealing with. And you have, like, good meetings and good recordings. And sometimes something is thrown off because there's a little delay. And it's a, that's our real, that's what our relationships are now. So it's very valid to talk about. It's like, yeah, I kind of didn't have a good day at work. S somebody's <laughs> internet connection was fucking up the whole operation. Well, also, I think yeah. all of us and comedians in general pride themselves on the rhythm of human conversation. It's like you listen to somebody, you're in it with them, then you're going to go boom and they're going to go bing. And that's like the joy and magic of it. And Zoom just removes all of that. And everyone's kind of like a weird, yeah. you know, like a tiger in the trees yeah. waiting. And like, it's all the, just, there's nothing worse than the bad fucking timing yeah. of a Zoom conversation. A timing handicapped tiger in a tree. It's the saddest yeah. tiger with broken Fucking front and back pop. He's got like burnt Just whiskers on one side and mange. <laughs> He's got an eye patch. There's Where'd little yeah, bugs in one ear. This poor tiger. <laughs> on there, my father, you are, my dad was visiting and met you and Aaron Foley in the same night because we, our manager yeah. at the time was having like a holiday party, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. I had a. Uh my dad hit it off with you yeah. to where he still asks about you. He still asks about Aaron Foley. <laughs> and it was years ago now. Seven, eight, nine year, years ago, right? It seems like it was. Yeah, I was gonna I was actually gonna ask you. I was like <laughs> what's the news? Because um, where was it? Montana? You're from Montana? Yeah, yeah. He's doing great. Yeah. I was gonna go visit him, Good. but it of course didn't make sense. But I know without him yeah. saying it, uh uh, recently that he says hello. <laughs> I, I was going to say tell him hello too, yeah. That was so funny because that was when we were like that company was really like not a management company. It was like Dennis Leary's production company or something like that. <laughs> really? I didn't <laughs> even... I don't... I didn't I think know so, that. so, yeah. I think that's what it, I think I, I remember being like, oh, it's time to like jump ship. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, we um, were all at a holiday party <laughs> thinking the same thing. Let's get, get out, out of here. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we were. Well, I mean, you know, no disrespect, but it was just like we were like literally like in the copy room, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm talking because of dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you impressed my dad because he was like, I like that guy. I like the guy. He's because you know how to talk to other well, people's also, I was parents. Did you, were you wearing like a wool blazer? Is that why Chris's dad liked you? <laughs> they were dressed yeah. the same. You had a tie. Yeah. yeah you yeah. had a tie and like a nice blazer on. Yeah. yeah. It will, appearance goes a long way with my dad. If you are dressed sure. like, like all parents. Yeah. Yeah. If you're dressed like you would work in his office, then you're okay. One of my friends actually told me that I met her mom uh, with her and she was like, her mom was trying to get her to like, like date name she was like he does he dresses so nice and she was like yeah but he, i think he's a little crazy oh, <laughs> i'm like yeah wow. that's, okay. that's what the mom said yeah the mom was like he, oh, he, he dresses nice so you so it's nice <laughs> the yeah, daughter's okay. like do not fall for it mom don't no no yeah mom he's Mom's on molly track. right now it just because yeah. he's wearing a blazer doesn't mean he's not mom, that blazer's he's not molly. crazy Good enough. You can't have everything, sweetie. It's a nice blazer. You want it My that and sanity? 
the trick the trick with my dad is if you shake his hand if you when yeah. you're being introduced if you stick your as my dad says stick your mitt out that's all it fucking takes for him you could be you could be wearing like a, a shackles and you just escaped from fucking prison and you killed 90 people but if you stick your mitt out first and go like hey nice to meet you it, my dad is will be your friend forever that is his favorite thing yeah it's, it's lot, all it takes. But there's a lot of people that also have the emphasis in a handshake and they just have a different dad than me. And they are squeezers to where and we've had the same problem. Ellen and I have both had uh, arthritis in our yeah. hands. So there's these squeezers yeah. out there these that think the firm handshake has to be actually hurting you, like crushing your phalanges together. And I can't. Yeah, it's just. It's too much to be riding on a handshake. I mean, that's it. Really think about that. Like, what are we going to do with our hands when this is over? Like, <laughs> like businessmen are going to like give each other fractures trying to go for that first yeah, handshake yeah. after so long. <laughs> ah, first, the first big life. magical handshake. <laughs> you know, I kind of don't mind the like, no hug, no bus, no fuss thing. I mean, you miss it, you know, of course, but. I like, I, the way I've kind of socialized is like going a walk or a hike with someone. And then at the end, it's just like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're always Irish goodbying out of everything because there's no, there's no hugging. There's the people that are. (laughs) Sometimes there's the people that like, they're like, let's just do it anyway. And you're just like, "Mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not just do it anyway. I mean, when I skate no. with my age appropriate uh, group of friends in a parking lot, <laughs> if you do something that looks good, someone, there's always some lunatic that's going to offer a high five when otherwise you're not even six feet away from or right, less right. than. And I've, I find it's, it's hard for me to turn down a high five. I can do it. But when someone offers it, I'm like, you know what? It's worth the fraction of a risk. No, what am I doing? I'm not going to high five you. I don't care. Yeah. It's hard though. Yeah. You like a Difficult. high five? We all do. It's hard. We all do. You got to just say we we, we got to start a like new dare campaign of just say no. Yeah. To, um high five. Yeah. Just say yeah. I have COVID. And then that that hand right. comes right down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I have COVID right. and then just start oh. break dancing. <laughs> I already did a high five earlier. I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah. One, I already risky, had one. one risky contact per day. Sorry. I maxed out. Sorry, I maxed out this morning at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, that is the riskiest thing I do. Starbucks drive through or ma- honestly, ironically, the riskiest thing I recall doing is standing in a walk-up line at a COVID test. Like I actually stood in line and so you're surrounded by people that actually think they might be sick and you're i'm like this is the worst they, place i could be right i had to be there's no there will be no tube in activity okay don't worry <laughs> about me over here um oh, i'll pull the tube in <laughs> uh-oh number two bin um i went to i had to go to a hospital um during all this mess like twice and it, it really felt like that too i mean i I kind of personally, as most people, you know, not exactly thrilled to go to a hospital normally, but um, it definitely was, uh, you feel like it's on you. Right. <laughs> you feel like, you're like, there, I get all Howard Hughes, right? I'm like, oh, get me out of here. Like, yeah. I'm clean. And so it, risky. And it's such an irony that the reason you're there is for health related reasons. And it's the most mm-hmm. dangerous place for you to be. <laughs> for real. I was going to tell you guys the story. Danielle had this Danielle Kramer who runs our network. She was in line. Love her. her. She's the greatest. She is the greatest. She she was in line for a COVID test in the, in the walk-up line. And as she said, this super shit face guy walked up and goes, what are you guys all doing? And they're like, we're getting tested. He goes, tested for what? And I was like, that guy is living the dream. He has no fucking clue what's going on. He doesn't know. He he doesn't know about the pandemic. I would, I know I would stop and demand a backstory. (laughs) Did you just get off a spaceship or literally from under a rock? Yes. Wow. Were you just cryogenically unfrozen and you walked out? 
because wow. tested for what? Was he wearing clothes from the 1980s? Like he's wearing a. <laughs> yeah. He was actually oh, wearing man, a caveman. They... Yeah. Caveman. Z Cavaricis. His hair was feathered. <laughs> Bausch and Loam, Wayfarers. I think it was probably, it could have been like really, really deep level marketing for the new Bill and Ted. <laughs> yes, exactly. God, they're getting like, well. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are worried about, but probably take the edge off to watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And- <laughs> You're a Bill and Ted street teamer. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> it really is. I just met Napoleon at the waterside. No, no, no. That's no. an advertisement. No, that's not real. Oh, down at the Waterloo Water Park. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys watch the new Bill and Ted? I uh, know. No, I didn't. I, I did not. I, did you? No. I think I heard good things, but I saw some of Bill, but didn't really get to Ted. <laughs> <laughs> you're only into one. You're only into half of the of the group. Yeah, I saw yeah. one. Of, I saw Bill. Yeah, that was a big Bill head. You just had one eye closed. <laughs> Bill's oh, the one that really carried Bill. that film. Ted was just Ted was, Ted was there. You know, Ted was just hanging out. Yeah, I when I was had my hip replaced, I thought I felt like I should stay the night at the hospital and yeah my surgeon was like no get out of here this is where infection and disease lives and i'm like really okay and i like walked out of there the day after surgery yeah i was surprised but it makes sense now he was like his main concern was like not there not being an infection uh where they incision was yeah i don't know if we were done talking about that it really didn't add to the bill and ted <laughs> stuff but i was sitting on it and i had it yeah <laughs> there was a lull and i'm like do the hospital stuff I re- the hospital shit is hot <laughs> you guys i have not had any practice with my improv for real <laughs> wait cr- no uh, how about this al have you ever taken a class at the ucb I did when I first moved out here. Or no, was it here? Um, I I lived in New York for one summer. I took a sketch writing class there. I was in a sketch class. I was in a sketch group in college. Um, and then when I moved out here, I did a UCB class and I an improv class, and I was so 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 bad at it. Yeah, like like one of the like really were like I like the person would say something to me and I'm like, I just repeat what they said. I'm like, look at the audience and be like, this guy's crazy. Which is the denial like, thing. Yeah, That's so what I always did very, too. Very always bad. Like, I, yeah, grabbing for the joke and needing yeah. to be the one that says the joke at even though everyone ex- else yeah. is trying to be so real. Yeah, and yeah. Just like, come yeah. on, let's get to the funny. I need to get a laugh yeah. at the expense of this other person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason the idea of doing ucb in new york appeals to me every just because i have had such good times it seems yes. like the audience there l- liked more of my jokes than the ucb audience here that seemed <laughs> to want to fight me after the show <laughs> uh, it's just different i don't know i don't know i think those rooms in new york were had a this kind of a warmth and a real kind of like that camaraderie feel is what I felt. I always felt like I was in like a private club, you know yeah. what I mean? Where they were all like, it was all people that are like, we love comedy. We know comedy. We're not going to give you everything, but we'll definitely know what you're talking about. You know, where like, I, I felt like I was kind of like, it was definitely better than an, any kind of a club experience, but it was definitely people who knew their shit and weren't just going to like laugh at whatever, like you really had Mm. to bring your a game and it was important. But then if you killed, it felt even better, Yeah, you know, than just, just any other kind of room show. Yeah. Or I would just was excited to be in New York city and the ceiling was low the way I like it. Like literally (laughs) a low ceiling makes me uh, enjoy stand up more. Yes. And then I give the, the people of the city all the credit. (laughs) <laughs> every time i do i do shows in new york i just go i go uh hey guys i'm in town from hollywood california <laughs> and then they just and then they just love everything that comes yeah, out of my mouth and they're like, like oh 
Yes, he knows real. shit. Yeah. You're I go, good. I took the subway here, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're kidding. You mean what That's we do crazy. every day? Next. Crazy. <laughs> you did something, Alan, in Portland that horrified me. Uh, were you? What were you on? Was it acid or mushrooms? <laughs> and you did a set. Yeah. And I couldn't tell because your timing was there and everything, but you were sort of erotically pulsating <laughs> like you like you, it was a sexual you were like and rubbing your chest but I'm like wow I didn't know he was so like Mick Jaggery on stage <laughs> and yeah, then afterwards I, I you're think... like I'm on whatever you were on yeah I was on like pink acid from like little melted um Gold, gold, golden Graham teddy bears yeah. <laughs> that were like in my pocket in some aluminum foil that yeah. became like a little LSD cookie dough thing. Um, I was yeah, that was like for that show that was the Ruhaha, the drinking show. Oh right. And I was like, I was like, oh, I've done this drinking show like so not so many times. But, like I've done the drinking show and I've been drunk and like had a good set. Yeah, I should too. give myself a challenge. Like yeah. let's try something different <laughs> an, or an obstacle rather. <laughs> and re and really, I was just like, oh, I just want to. Um, I just want an excuse to do acid like way before the after party and <laughs> like think what was going on. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was that was truly a that was like a dumb move. I mean, it was still fine and it was a fun show and everything, but. I, I there's at one point where I was just like, oh, the audience like fucking like they would kill me if they could, and then like I have a good joke, and I'm like, oh, they love me and they're stupid to love me. I was like, okay, I'm going to the weird yeah, like yeah, the lights are all so like funny. moving around and stuff. I'm like, I, I, why why am I making this harder? Like Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Al was did you and I go down to that pizza place? Some I was with somebody that was a coming on to acid. <laughs> it was right before we did um, Ron Lynch's that show where he draws yes. things out of a hat. Yeah, yes, because I was, was definitely you? on acid. I was, yeah, I because I, I was on stage that whole time. I think um, <laughs> because because it was it was a crapshoot, and I would just yes. come up and tell one joke. Yes, and I was going. I was really starting to lose it, and just like how drugs sometimes work, it was like the. I was like I couldn't remember my own joke. <laughs> so I was and like, I literally just had to go up and say like one joke at one time. I'm like, oh my god! And I just remember like digging deep and finding one. Uh, but yeah, that was that that was at that was at the um, the big theater with like you could be up top and look yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was, was fun. And and also that here's the thing that I've when I watched you do that that night. Because I love, I mean, I miss just watching people. I miss watching people who care about comedy do comedy because I haven't cared for so long, but I'm such a fan. Yeah. And so when I watched you do that, because I knew that we were in the mix of we could have get, gotten drawn because that was when I was doing songs with Drunnen. And I was just like, I just was not into it. I was like, I don't want to get up there and make some stupid shit up or whatever. <laughs> Every time Alan went up, he would go, Hello, my name is Alan Sterling Williams, <laughs> and I have a joke for you. You did this, so the the thing, the fact that you introduced yourself every time became a joke. So it was almost right. like you had you had a beginning, middle, and end every time. And I was just like, it's so genius. He barely has to do anything. He like whatever. It was like you structured it for yourself and well, made it work. And, and thank you for saying that. A lot of that's just Ron. Ron, you know, Ron knows what to do with you better than you do. So Ron was just like. I think that was maybe the second time I did that. I did it one time at another crap shoot here where he was like, would you want to just stay on stage the whole time? And I was like, if I can just have like a ton of beer and, and if I can read a book, uh, I'll do it. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, okay, yeah, read a book is really funny. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, I think I was reading a book too. And I can't remember if I was in Portland or not, but like, I think I would bring like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf to read and then just like and it, was, and it was just like oh yeah that's what i was supposed to do just trot me out to like say one thing like don't watch me for 10 minutes in a row like you know right. that's too much <laughs> that's too much <laughs> but, but yeah that was i mean that that specific bridgetown was so because i think that was the second time i got to go so it was like i didn't feel so like being in green rooms it's always weird there's a lot of weird 
ego energy. Yep. But I didn't really know how to deal with it yet, like the first time. But that was really fun. I uh, I'm glad to remember that right now. Yeah, uh, remember we used to go outside and do stuff. Remember, yeah. and we would do it, and then the special things would happen because we're all very talented and um, magically artful. Yeah, there was a lot of art yeah. around us back in the day. And with noticing it, I recall that, and noticing yep. it in each other simultaneously. I know yeah. that I remember mm-hmm. that. Those were good. I times. remember <laughs> jealousy becoming a fuel for my own talent. I miss so the jealousy. I, I miss I the miss, jealousy. I miss hating people and it making yeah. me a better comic. Yep. Ellen wants to hate you face to face. That's because yes. in a weird way he hate, he loves you. He love hates yes. you. <laughs> it's all it all takes place in that upstairs hate. room. Hate, hate hate is just love that you don't know what it is yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, it's hate, hate is just unfunny. Love. That's that's hate, a hate quote just, from like the wisest man in prison. Hate's <laughs> hate, just love on opposite day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, <laughs> that guy's great. I'm Alan Strickland Williams. That's, that's been my joke. Yeah, the one time, uh, or maybe a handful of times, I've done acid because it is uh, edible. It's like, oh, look at this normal Ritz cracker that you would <laughs> eat, uh, and you can't see the drugs on it, but they work. They definitely work uh, very well. And every time I've done it, I'm I felt like it would be fun to do comedy on it. But then you go to sleep and you can't sleep and you see repetitive, like spinning Mickey Mouse heads, just annoying. (laughs) Your brain just is annoying you when you sleep. And then it's like, oh, this is a reason to not do drugs. Uh, yeah, it's like, is, what about this practical? Yeah, this yeah, type, over this and over. Or, or I, this sound, or, yeah. Yeah, you can't sleep, so it's all... There's always those people that talk about those kinds of drugs, like hallucinogens, Gen X, or whatever, in that way of like, I want to know what's inside my mind. I have absolutely no interest uh, to truly discover what's in my brain. Yeah. I don't... Mm-hmm. I, I've done it twice. It was fine. I was very happy that I wasn't one of those kind of people that freaked out, because yeah. I, I was right. sure I would be, but I was like, well, let's just see. But then, like, after the second time, I was like, that's all. I don't want to do anything where after a while I just can't control it. And I'm just kind of at the whim of whatever, whenever this drug feels like getting out of my system. That right, sucks right, right. shit. I, it's, I don't think... I am not that there's like, I think there's different types of people that like, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared of what's in my brain. That's I have a a lot of people have suggested doing one of these ayahuasca ceremonies where it is pretty organized and there's a guide and you inevitably envision your own guide and (laughs) it's therapeutic, but I'm scared of what if in my head is darkness and I unleash it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm scared of myself, everyone. I've been doing a lot of charcuterie board ceremonies. Oh yeah, where it's sure. just, just really good salami and cheese. Just, you know, you can, cause there, there, there are many ways to uh, communicate with the divine. Let me just say that. <laughs> and, and a lot of them involve Gouda. Get in there. Yeah, a lot. A nice smoky, like sort of, you know, a pecorino romano, maybe. I don't it's know. usually something you do when you have guests, but you just are doing it for the the guests I, in your mind. He's exploring himself yeah. through olives and tapenades. One thing that I have been doing because um, I, you know, I'm not as hungover on a regular basis now, yep. and I need stuff to do. Is like I'm like, okay, let's really learn how to like. I know how to cook, but like I didn't make I didn't make my own salad until like maybe two months ago. Right. Um, <laughs> like 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 with dre- like making the dressing and all that stuff. And wow, I was yeah. like been doing that. I made a bruschetta today. <laughs> I just like had mm-hmm. a, a and like I got one of those like little. I mean, again, like this is just how deep we've been in this thing. I got the little brushes that you can like take the olive oil and put it on the bread like yes. thing and then like the garlic and the tomatoes and everything and um it uh it was wonderful <laughs> and i was just like oh i just made a nice little like oh we're having a little manja on the palazzo <laughs> that's <laughs> so funny <laughs> just, that's just me this Bruschetta- is 
that's like the first thing I learned to make in quarantine. And it basically is really? like, there's four ingredients. Yes. This it's is really easy. And it's because I used to order it from Italian restaurants. Yeah. Like if I would order in from Italian restaurants, I was like, I have to stop eating like fettuccine alfredo i have to stop eating the most oh, fattening that's right. thing that's exactly right. what i like too that's yeah. it's my favorite and it's so it's just so delicious it hits all your sensory you know points whatever but i realized that i can eat bruschetta separately and not have like three thousand yeah. calories in yeah. the alfredo area and just have the bruschetta and then I looked it up and it literally is like four ingredients. It's the easiest thing yeah. to make that seems fancy. It's so funny Ooh. that that's why I said, what, what is because my <laughs> before your guys bruschetta stories, my buddy Jim that lives down the street from me, Jim Hamilton, he was, we know Jim Hamilton. He was talking oh, yeah, about yeah. bruschetta for like 48 hours. And I'm like, what is even then? I was like, that was the first instance. I got to get on this bruschetta train. Get in. It's like in the, it's in the psychological what's it's on the plane that we're on the astral plane is spiritus mundi yes yes there it is the world spirit (laughs) (laughs) it's it's actually part of the hero's journey is um learning to make yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) is mozzarella part of it or am i thinking of something else it can be it can be it can be oh boy but it's on a piece of bread right and there's an oil and there's always tomatoes Oh yeah, oh, well, we're, not, okay. we're not trying to get anything. We're not trying to pull a fast one here. This is regular bread tomato situation. Yeah, but you know, you know, Bruchette. It's just funny. You know more. The, you know more than you act like. You know. Yeah, I do. And you, okay, and you know, listen. and you need, and you need to believe in yourself. I, you guys, years ago, I wrote a book about Bruchetta, and I, I've been <laughs> pretending I was not the author of that book. How do you? How do you think I heard about it? Pages long. What's I, the benefit of that? I'm like the uh, Bruchetta. I have a master's in bruschetta. Oh. Uh, no, I just, it's a funny thing to make, like you said, for yourself, like a yeah. charcuterie board. It's like, it's for entertaining. <laughs> so it's just yes. funny. But so is, I made a pizza the other day and ate the whole thing like a giant Frisbee in my mouth. But so, <laughs> how is that any different? It's no different. Yeah, I should set a table and then just have decoys like <laughs> like uh home alone just yeah put a skeleton put a mannequin I, on the I other agree. end of the table how do you like your pizza michael jordan except flat <laughs> i love it you're doing all the voices oh you are the best <laughs> thank you michael <laughs> i'm really like a medieval king this whole time just like meat on top of meats inside of other things just on the table just flies buzzing around everything now it's so rotten eat it anyway yeah. i just make yeah, so it's much a metaphor food. for my kingdom yeah i never even get to most of the food i just make myself yeah. giant feasts yeah, with a giant goose <laughs> and grapes. <laughs> you just keep putting yeah. them on the table and yeah. pushing it down. And the yeah. old food goes off the end of the table, and you the new food comes in. Yeah, I'm eating none of it. I'm just pushing it off the edge of the table. Push off the end. Oh, they, the you just described a person going crazy. Yeah, and it's me. I actually, I did the thing I thought was not possible, which is I'm. I got sick of ordering out. That's why I started. Me too. Oh, it's like I got sick of yeah. like all of my clothes getting really too small. Yeah. So I was like, please turn this around in some way. So I was like, all right, just cut out the crazy shit. And then it was like, well, then I could basically order from five places. And then I did that 30 times and was like, yeah. enough already. Yep. I can, I can make taco meat and make my own tacos. I know I can. I just won't do it. Yeah. So like I broke myself in that way where I finally was like, just start making the shit your parents used to make every night it'll feel better right. you'll like it more and it's true it's hilarious i reached that same point too i was i was just ordering things that i enjoy when they're wet because whatever they're gonna drop off <laughs> is gonna have its own condensation yeah wet so i was getting like you know fun ramen and everything wet hey want some wet pizza and uh so i was doing the same thing cooking at home and then my refrigerator suddenly broke, and uh, that fucked Did up everything. Did you not pay your refrigerator bill? <laughs> Wait, isn't that a joke? <laughs> your, is your refrigerator running? That one? No. I don't. See, well, one. go and get it, you jackass. Is that the joke? Oh, that's the first time I've told it. 
go. All right, I wrote a book about that joke. <laughs> no, I. Uh, so now I can't have food. The freezer works, but I'm screwed. So anyway, I'm back to ordering in. What should I get tonight? Burritos. Burritos it is. <laughs> Wetter than usual because it came with a lid. <laughs> what if uh, when we go back to doing stand when you guys go back to doing stand up, everything, like all the punchlines have to be extra shoulders. Oh, yeah. Tons you of- know I'll do it. Alan can't oh, see yeah. it, but I'm. Extra gloss on everything. That <laughs> yeah. Need it. I am. We are. I hope we this this Zoom theatrics where we're just upping our emotions. I really hope I take it to the stage. Yeah. You know, in five months, <laughs> maybe three. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I was even writing like, I don't know about you guys. I've been like in a weird mix of, um, you know, I've had some sort of writing projects. There's work stuff. But um, for the first time, I started to be like, oh, I got in like a stand-up joke writing mode where yeah. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe this would be funny on stage. And like, I was writing some stuff out and I was just like, when are we going to get to work? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's so funny. I'm like, okay. I like, I don't know. It's just such a, this is a, so like, <laughs> just evolving into madness. Yeah, it's like, it I think is. It's because, I literally think it's because the sun is setting. Like every day <laughs> when the sun sets, like, I'm just like, Oh, here comes the like, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the night madness. Yeah. Yes. At 430. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, you're right. I yes. immediately trying an idea out on stage is like the second step of writing for me. I, so yes. without that, it's like, I might as well just save it for tweets. Yeah, yeah, without that, it's kind of just journaling. Yeah, really. yeah. Like, nothing seems funny when you're just writing it on a piece of paper and keeping it to yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank God we have Twitter. I say it every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. That's where all my friends live. Yeah. <laughs> but now we need it. I always, I. it's always been that way. But now I'm, like, depending on it. I really, it's, I don't, I don't think it's unhealthy. Because they're real people. Yes. Yeah. Well, some of them. Some <laughs> yes, of them. Others? Some of them aren't a Russian bot. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The, the, love is love. But they're, not, they're nice. Why yeah, are they? They care. Don't, it seems they're very you. nice, but a lot of them keep asking for my credit card number. <laughs> Give it to them. <laughs> right. they, they don't have that in Russia, so they need you. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. I should just give it. It's, it's just nice. Yeah. I'm have I'm honestly having the thing though where when I go to write a quote unquote joke on Twitter, I just go, This seems really familiar and I think I've already tweeted it before. Yeah. And it's every single time. So yeah. everything I tweet, there have been times in the past where I'm like, something will come into my head and I'm like, Oh, this is it. You've done it. And then I tweet it and it all feels great. That I haven't had that feeling for about eleven months. Yeah, it always feels like so. this is this is uh this is this is like leftovers. This is like rehashed ideas that you basically always say something like this. You're a fucking bore. That's what I should just start writing. So you're a fucking bore, and just accuse other people of what I'm accusing myself of. Have you have you seen Karen's new self insult comedy? <laughs> she calls herself names. It's on Zoom. You gotta watch. You gotta it's, tune in. It's so good. People, so many little hearts fly up on the corner of the screen when she insults herself. I I deleted it. I deleted Twitter from my phone because. Um, a, a lot of stuff I do for work is on it. So I'm just like, I feel like I'm on Twitter constantly. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be on it. And then, um, <laughs> I, I, so then I'm like, I really think about it if I want to tweet something. And it's so funny how many times the answer is actually no. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. So many of these things would just be fired off if I just still had it on my phone. So I'm like, yes. Okay, I guess that's a good. I I have to like physically go to my laptop. I'm like, yeah, maybe let's 
let's think about this twice, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's think this through. Yeah. Let's think it through. There was also a couple in the, I would say, summer around the summer times, like six month mark, maybe of quarantine. <laughs> I would tweet something and then read the responses and people would be like, ooh, Karen. And then I would look again and it would have some kind of sexual overtone that I didn't notice the first time. Oh, no. It's so it, It's so not my style, but it also looked like it didn't it looked like clearly not a mistake and they were like just weird strange wording things that i would do where then i was like yeah i don't something's going on i don't trust myself to do this anymore like i've lost i've lost the muscle that that i used to have to do this where i would i knew how to like kind of proofread myself and also like proofread that like the average whoever that's going to be like yeah that's what she said and you like i always write around things like that yeah but right. i think like my as my brain is getting softer and softer i'm just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> what about this isn't this and the answer is again you're just no. tweeting that's what she said with no context. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that's what I said. People are like, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense, Karen. It doesn't make that's sense. what she said. Well, that's what she said. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> that's Tig's joke. I heard that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. It's a little funny. Well, yeah. That's a Tig bit. Tig bit. Yeah, I always have to preface things by half my jokes are Tig bits. <laughs> She's written some great ones. Yeah. I never it's it's your brain isn't getting soft. It's just in the same place. I never thought of jokes in my living room. It was always while I was swimming or driving. Like sometimes I get in my car and drive around just because it makes you. Uh, yep. It opens your mind up for ideas. I don't get that when I'm hanging photos on my wall. <laughs> uh, yeah. Frames are weird. Huh? You know, you ever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Ever, <laughs> we're alone, right? Who's and, been talking yeah. to their plants? I literally, I was doing that on, on my zoom stage, all my oh, talking I, to plants material. And I had to stop. I had to stop. There was a, uh, spider that lived under the AC unit in like, in my, in this room, in this office to the point where, I was like, if, like it had just been around so long. I was just like, well, it's just kind of nice. Yeah, like, wow. It's just a little friend, and and then like, uh, there's a gnat. I'd like shoot the gnat into its web, and then like the spider <laughs> would eat it. And, but and and you know, it was funny too because I I mean it must have died recently because it's not there anymore. And I'm like, oh man, my little guy. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> guy. I talked about this show last episode, so I won't go uh, too far into it. But that alone show when there was this guy that was a total mountain man sur survivalist guy who normally wouldn't care about a squirrel. But once he was hungry enough, this squirrel that had been hanging out next to his, uh, you know, pile of sticks that was his house he had to kill him and he was like crying he's like that was my only friend he trusted yeah. me and now i'm <laughs> eating him and this big strong guy was like crying over his squirrel because he's they were going they're going through the same like they are very alone uh so yeah this is like we're like survivalists you guys <laughs> yeah 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 I, We're I survivalists with Postmates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. And I, I just call it Task Rabbit to make sure I don't get hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> Can you bring one of those marathon blankets? And... Can you sacrifice your body for mine? <laughs> oh, yeah, would that be so weird? Would that be Can weird? you get ice cream on the way? <laughs> would that be weird? <laughs> That's so great. If, I, if you die, then I live. Would that be weird? <laughs> no, no food this time. I just need you to come and check on me. How'd you get my number? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, if I heard, heard, does what's... anyone have a headache? <laughs> <laughs> Who has a migraine? Who's ready to vomit? <laughs> Who's talked too much for one day? Surprise, audience. We've all done acid. There's Alan's face. <laughs> this was interesting. Yeah, we, the audience isn't real. We were going uh, just off your voice. And to be honest, there was a bit of a delay with your connect. Your, your, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, no, I'm only saying that so everyone knows. That's how good this episode was because we were dealing with that hurdle. You don't know what was happening, so I'm telling you at the end that that's how good Alan Strickland Williams is. And now Karen and I are in better moods because you're someone 
that is a comforting person to be around. <laughs> yeah. And, and you are. Friend. I'm not kidding. And good so, conversationalist. You're good vibe. Yeah. That, Thank you. Karen, this is going to be one of those things where we get off of Zoom and we're going to want to make some uh, some food or something because it was like we were just at a party. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was uh, really, really, really looking forward to this tonight. It was such a fun, like I, you know, it actually does. After this, it does feel like a Friday. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got real, yeah. I got some Friday vibes. What a great this, way to fire up much. the weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With this friend hang, <laughs> <laughs> a true friend hang. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that is one thing that is that is happening in quarantine and is in this terrible experience everyone's having. Definitely worse for many people than than for us. But yeah. in this, we it is really nice to start appreciating the things we should be appreciating because I think it's very easy. It's been very easy to like for me personally. I think I agreed to do the Bigfoot Lodge for you guys. Uh, Al like four times and then just didn't show up every time like there's right. all these things that we that we had at our beck and call that we just don't have anymore right that we are now left to sit and have been left to sit for a year to go oh yeah didn't you actually really like that thing don't you wish you had participated in that yeah. like i would kill to go to like a trivia night or yeah. you know yeah. what i mean just to do one fucking thing and sit across from my friends who are smart and funny uh, you know, once more, and, and and talk shit about it. Yeah, and fucking hate their guts. Yeah, <laughs> give me a chance to hate you. I can't wait to hate in person. Just a few more months. I think it's. I think it takes. There is, a, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't forget the hate is waiting. Uh, we're gonna make it. Twenty hate to hate. Twenty twenty hate. <laughs> That's all you have to plug. <laughs> there was some, I remember going to some party and it ended up being and this was one of the first like comedy parties I went to after not being in the in the comedy scene at all for years and years. So I was really insecure about going. And of course I went there and saw Joe Wagner. Um and yeah. Joe Wagner He's and a Paul comforting Hank, presence also. He's yeah. he's a classic party uh, hang person yeah. and anchor. Yeah. And then Paul Danke and the three of us ended up standing in next to the dumpster by the, in the Edendale patio area like we were around the corner because I think we were originally like smoking over there but then we just never left the dumpster because we were just like we kept staring around the corner being like nah don't go over there no look at that oh there's that person and it was the most hilariously fun separate within the party hang yeah which used yeah. to be my favorite way to right. do it that's funny. I, I've I, had the same Joe Wagner. I was at a party and I won't get into it, but I was hanging from a second story window and I couldn't go out <laughs> through the bathroom and there was a cactus right below me and I had to get off the windowsill. Again, the backstory <laughs> is boring, but there was Joe Wagner suddenly calmly there with a ladder and he extended it and I climbed down the ladder. I still got a scar on my leg from the cactus, but he's just there. I yeah, good old. He's Wagner. there. I I went one of my first comedy things I went to, um, and I was like obsessed with um Live of the Purple Onion. So I saw Joe at a like party that I didn't know anyone at, and I like went up to him and I was just like you're Joe Wagner. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, he didn't know who I was, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I really, really love you and, and the boy. And, and he just started laughing. He was like, Oh my God. And then, uh, I was like, do you know, like, do you know what's going on? He goes, I spend a lot of time, my time at the perimeter of parties. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. Always, always a good person to see. Like, and then sometimes you just like, this is the thing that I really miss. Um, we don't get anymore. Just running into people like at really weird times. Yeah. Like I, I sometimes I'd run into Joe at like one a.m. just on a street, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> and, like around maybe where there was a show or something. He's awake at um, night. Yeah, he's yeah. awake at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, well, again, we'll get back there, guys. Yeah, we're gonna. We'll, yeah, just a few more months. This was so a, fun. A full year of this thing, and then we're going to come out of it better people. That's what we've all realized, and we, I, we're, we're letting we're everyone know. We're going to be better know. 
people, but also more awkward people. Yes. Um, it per- perhaps more hateful people. I love or it. I love people. We might that get hate. back in there, and then the hate doesn't work anymore, and we're just like, you know yeah. what? That's just a front. It's a mask. Yeah. Might have to, might to, have to be in. a little bit more, a little bit more grateful. Yeah. Maybe yeah. just a just a half a cup. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah. See, well, what shows do you have coming? I'm just kidding. Are we <laughs> yeah. Do you, is there anything? What are you working on? Is there anything you want? Um, I've got my my podcast. I host with some other people. Um, the Nail Gaze. It comes out every Monday. You can listen to it anywhere. And very funny. Everywhere podcast. that you can hear podcasts. And that's that's it. Hey, <laughs> that's all yeah. I'm doing too, man. <laughs> I, I really appreciate uh, you guys having me on. I really, I, I needed, I needed this. Yeah, <laughs> it, was very, yes. <laughs> it was very good to see you. And, yeah, uh, yeah, good to see you guys too. And just go online and check out Alan's comedy. And uh, he's oh, coming. my half hour is on CBSL Access now. Maybe that's his thing. Oh, oh perfect. nice. I know. I for all the CBSL Access heads. <laughs> I am one because you know they just started the stand Stephen King's the stand they redid it and so I re-signed up for CBS All Access purely to watch the stand but go. apparently now they also have stand-up comedy on there that's yeah. good to know mm-hmm. that's great hey. uh, anything with stand anything with they have Edward James Olmos's stand and deliver yeah, yeah. <laughs> great <laughs> algebra movies of our time oh and you <laughs> watch it if you can do you miss it's the movie Stand By Me, or at least the soundtrack. Stand By Me, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Thanks for coming, <laughs> Thanks for being on our podcast, Alan. Yeah, that was great. Nice to see you. Thanks, nice Alan. to talk to you. You've been yeah. listening to Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> D-Y-N. A-R! <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how baggage you claim give us a time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn Uh, with Karen and Chris.